Trippin' head to toe Never doubt the zone Make you eat the crow Laughing in your face Laughing to the face Hello and welcome back to the Hearts Handle Sports Podcast. My name's Ish San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And welcome to the best time of the year. The NBA is back today. NBA tip-off is today. I'll be giving my NBA predictions for the season. Who's going to win the MVP? Who's going to win the Rookie of the Year? Who's going to make it to the NBA Finals? But first, we must talk about football. But let's just appreciate this time of the year. The NBA is back. NBA is back. Shout out to the NBA. Shout out to my Lakers. Um, the NFL is going full throttle. We're in the middle of the season, approaching the middle of the season. We're approaching week eight. Uh, soccer, football around the world is thriving right now. Champions League. We have some international matches, but Premier League is going. La Liga is going. Um, it's just going. It's just good stuff right now. Good stuff. The, the the title races are heating up in the in the football world. Uh, we're heading towards the World Series. Like, this is the best time of the year. Welcome to the best time of the year as a sports fan. Let's talk about it. Uh, Kirk Cousins shows up in prime time. The Vikings save their seasons. They have an easier schedule coming up. So at three and four, they're not done. Purdy is not a fraud. I wouldn't say he's a fraud, but he's on fraud watch. He's definitely on fraud watch. We'll talk about that. Also, Giannis signs a three-year, $186 million extension. Good for Milwaukee, good for Bucks fans. Uh, Giannis is going to be staying there for at least the next three to four years, I believe. Uh, I think it's four years, three years on top of this year that was left. Um, also, the Ravens. The Ravens look amazing. Are they the best team in the NFL? They just, everyone was, uh, everyone, and kind of rightfully so, was high on the Lions. And they just destroyed them. They pummeled them. They embarrassed them. So, are the Ravens the best team in the NFL? We'll talk about that. Um, the Patriots extend Belichick. People are saying that he's gonna get fired. He's gonna, he's not gonna make it to the end of the season. He got an extension. Crazy stuff. Who would have seen that coming? And they beat the Bills. Who would have seen that coming? Crazy stuff. NFL man. Any any given week, any given given week, anything could happen. Uh, one definitely probably the upset of the of the week. That was crazy. Did not see that coming. Another week, another week of terrible officiating in the NFL. The Colts, the Colts got robbed. The Colts, uh, kind of feel bad for the Colts. My roommate is a is a Colts fan, so he was he was pretty hot about that. And uh, yeah, we'll touch about that. the The Steelers got a, got a lucky um, placement of the ball against the Rams, so that was kind of bullshit. And the Eagles got no flags on Sunday Night Football. We'll touch on all of that and how bad the official officiating was this weekend. And my Wolves. My Wolves are back. I know I've been saying they're back. They're all the way back. Or I've been saying Neto's back and the Wolves are kind of climbing up. But we get another win. We move up to 13th, I think. And we're in pretty good form. Don't look now, but the Wolves are in pretty good form right now. Can we potentially challenge for a top 10, top half of the season standing? Uh, Maybe even Europa. Like if you look at the teams ahead of us, we'll start looking forward to the rest of the season, but the Wolves are back. We get another result. We come back from a 1-0 deficit, come back, win 2-1 with a pretty last-minute winner. Exciting, exciting stuff. I'm so happy that the Wolves are doing well <clears throat> as a you know as an avid Wolves su- supporter. But all of that on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. The Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17. 
Did the Vikings save their season, though? Did the Vikings save their season? Before we touch on the game, let's just quickly look at their schedule. After this 49ers match, they get the Packers, who have not looked good. Um, Love started the season looking kind of good, but now he's been struggling. I think the Vikings could win that one. Falcons get a last-minute winner this week, but no one trusts their quarterback. I think the Vikings could potentially win that one. That'll put them at 5-3. and three. Then they get the Saints. No one really believes in the Saints. We've seen Derek Carr. We see how Derek Carr screams, yells at his teammates on prime time. Not a good look. Not a good look. I would say the Vikings have a very good chance to beat the Saints. Then they get the Broncos. And I think the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos won this week. But no one believes in the Broncos. The Vikings, that's another winnable game. The Bears, the Bears won this week too. They beat the Raiders. Sorry, that's a, that's a whole other story for the Raiders. Sorry, Raider fans out there. But the Vikings could definitely win that one. Then they play the Raiders, who just lost to the Bears, who are a mess, who probably have the worst coach in the NFL, Staley and McDaniels, duking it out for who's the best, who's the worst coach in the NFL. And then they get the Bears again. And then, uh, oh, not me, I'm just playing. My bad, my bad. I'm reading this wrong. They get the Bears, they get the Raiders, they get the Bengals. That one should be tough. They get the Lions, that, sh- that one should be tough. Then they get the Packers and they close with the Lions. So not gonna lie, my hey, Vikings Packers in Lambeau. I'm picking the way they're going right now. I'm picking the Vikings, and then against the Falcons, I'm picking the Vikings. Against the Saints, I'm picking the Vikings. Against the Broncos, I'm picking the Vikings. Against the Bears, I'm picking the Vikings. Against the Raiders, I'm picking the Vikings. Against the Bengals and the Lions, that's a little tough. And then the Packers. And then the Lions. So I'm not gonna lie, like if, if they could string some wins, but that that's that's the thing though. They're not having the best season. They're not having the luck that they had last year. They're not winning these close matches, one possession games as they were last year. So they need to get it together. But cousins, man, cousins. Let's talk about cousins real quick. Let's talk about cousins. He gets a lot of slander. Rightfully so sometimes. He does be doing some dumb plays. He's not a very mobile. And some of these plays, some of these bad plays that he does is when his mobility is being displayed. So like he's scrambling and you're seeing how he's struggling to scramble. He's he's like wobbling trying to scramble. So you're already like, this this doesn't look appealing to the eye. And then he makes a bad throw after already not looking appealing. And it just combines. Everything just combines into like, man, that looked terrible. Like you're seeing him scramble and you're seeing him struggle to scramble. And then he throws the ball bad. And it gets intercepted. And you're just like, that was just a very ugly play. That was just a very ugly play. And he does that a lot. Or like it's happened in primetime moments. But but I will say that um, like his numbers are not bad. Like his numbers are not bad. He does throw a pretty nice spiral. Not going to lie. He throws the ball deep well, in my opinion. And he for what he produces, he gets a lot of hate. Like, to be honest, he, he probably puts up um, similar st- – like, everyone – I've seen the comparison where they check Cousins' numbers and they compare them against Dak Prescott's, and they're, they're like, pretty similar. And Dak Prescott gets does a lot of those mistakes, too, where you're like, come on. And he's definitely rated above Cousins, like, in the general consensus. And, obviously, Cousins could do better in primetime games. Cousins could do better in the playoffs – but he's a, I think he's a serviceable quarterback. He 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 gets the job done for the most part. 
and like his defense has let him down in those primetime games or like there's been other circumstances where it's just not Kirk Cousins it's 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 the team so I'm happy for Kirk Cousins to get this victory without Justin Jefferson with Jordan Addison leaving with the injury for a little bit I think he had cramps with TJ Hawkinson leaving like he got it done against his vaunted defense like my dude was throwing the ball around and especially with the early interception like not gonna lie that shows the toughness and the and the mental fortitude that Cousins has like you don't come into the league as a fourth round pick behind a quarterback that was selected second overall win win that quarterback battle after he gets hurt you know go to a different team and get a get a completely guaranteed contract be a starter for like going now on like 10 plus years you don't do all of that as a fourth round pick if you're not mentally strong and he's showing that he He's mentally strong, dude. For all the hate he gets, for all the criticisms, like he's still there putting up numbers. Throws a pick, like in the first five plays of the game, first three plays. I forgot how soon it was because I was I was out, uh, walking walking. Um, Mackie Bear, our our dog from the house, but he throws an early pick and then he responds with thirty five out of forty five, three hundred seventy eight yards, and two touchdowns the rest of the way. Without Justin Jefferson, with Addison and Hawkinson going down, and he was just finding other people. Like as soon as Addison went down, he started finding Powell. I think KJ Osborne got some catches. Like he he was, and then there was some crazy stat that the 49ers had not allowed a third, like only one third down that was ten or more yards. The the rest um, up to this point in the season. So for the Vikings to com- like convert some of those this this game. Super impressive stuff. Kirk Cousins, like my I tip my hat to you. I'm I'm so glad you got this moment in prime time at home. School. Like it was it was a great game by Cousins. It was a great game. Like he he looked very composed. Um uh, he stood in the pocket strong. He scrambled it a little bit. He looked good. He looked good. On the other side of the field, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy had a, a very rough ending. Like he, he didn't play bad. For the most part, he did have those two interceptions, but like that last quarter, those last interceptions, those throws, like you just cannot make, cannot make that first interception, bad throw. Like yeah, his receiver got kind of pushed off his route, and he kind of um, it looked like he was gonna go for a corner route, and then he goes to, for the post. I think maybe Purdy thought he was just gonna go straight to the post and not corner. I don't know. If there was miscommunication. Like first he got rerouted, and then. Maybe Purdy thought that he was going to go straight to the post and not do a corner post. I don't know. The timing was hella bad on that throw, and the route looked very weird. Like, he definitely got bumped off his um, intended trajectory when he was running that route. But it's just no one's really going to hyperanalyze that. Most fans are just going to see that the pass was way in front of him in the middle, and pretty much when the safety caught that, there was like a five to ten yard radius between him and the and the receiver, so it just looked like a very terrible throw. No matter what the, no matter what the um, what the situation was, or what the you know miscommunication was, or whatever the situation was that led to the receiver maybe not being in that spot or being so far away from the throw, whether it was just Purdy throwing a bad pass, or the receiver running a bad route, or a little bit of both. No one's really going to hyperanalyze that. People are just going to remember 
Brock Purdy threw it down the middle, far away from his receiver. It looked like a bad pick. Bad look from Purdy. But, you know, their defense gets a little bit of a stop. They get lucky. The Vikings miss the field goal, and they get, you know, a minute plus to go drive down the field to attempt to get a game-winning touchdown. And couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Throws another pick. I kind of saw what he's trying to do. He's trying to lob it over the defender. Didn't get enough air on it. Pick. GG. Game over. And I'm not going to say he's a fraud. Not going to say that. I know people are going to call him a fraud. They're going to jump on this. Nick Wright has been all over this saying, yeah, he looks good when the when the Niners are, are up. But inevitably, he's going to be down at some point and they're going to have to, you know, he's going to have to bring him back. And he hasn't shown or he hasn't even had the opportunity to show that he could do that. And he was saying that in his heart of heart, he didn't believe that he could do it. And this is the first time that Purdy really gets put in that situation. Other than last week against the Browns, where he kind of did bring him into field goal range and they missed it. But, but like this, this is, he needed a touchdown. This was even more, this is like another level to that. Like the other one, you needed a field goal. He almost threw an interception on the first pass. He still got them there. Kicker missed it. All right. This one, they needed a tutty. No timeouts. Let's go down the field. Let's win this. Can't get it done. So that's back-to-back weeks where he doesn't get it done. First one, although he should have thrown the pick in the first pass, he did get them down there. For the field goal, missed field goal, it is what it is. This time, they need a tutty. Field goal won't do it, and he can't. He doesn't come through. So um, can't really criticize him too much for last week, although he did almost throw the pick. He At the end of the day, he did get them to the field goal range, um, position, and the kicker missed it. This time, throws an ugly pick and doesn't get it done. But, like I said, he's on fraud watch. He's not a fraud yet. Like the running game wasn't that good this this uh, this particular game, uh, they were behind most of the game. Um, for the most part, he played a clean game, other than the interceptions. Uh, but like I said, he's he's definitely gonna be put in this position again, and we'll see if he comes through. But you know, for all those people that were saying he's the MVP or he's a top five quarterback now, top ten quarterback, like gotta chill, be smooth, be smooth. A little too soon, a little too soon. Everyone likes to jump, jump at, you know, the headlines. Like, you know, everyone's trying to crown people before they should get crowned. Like, let's be smooth. Let's be smooth. Let's chill out. Let's give Purdy the whole season and then the playoffs. And then we can make a proper assessment of who he is. Still very early in his career. Um, and like I said, other other great quarterbacks have failed trying to get their teams back into positions like just because they have a good team and you're regarded as a good quarterback doesn't mean you're gonna get it done every single time as a you know as a previous as a former san diego charger fan uh you know i i held philip rivers in a high regard and there's a lot of times where he couldn't get it done um only the real real greats like brady and manning are like really really expected to get it done most of the time like i like there's a lot of times where you're just not going to get it done. And, you know, he threw a pick trying to make a play. Like, it's, it's not like he didn't. Like, I would rather have that than just not throw the ball, get sacked, and then nothing happens. At least he went out slinging. It is what it is. Um, as, a, as a 49er fan, if you were a 49er fan, I think everyone is eager and maybe a little anxious to see how Purdy bounces back from this. Um, 
especially in the next situation that this arises. Like, he's going to have the Bengals next. So it might even happen um, next week. Like, Bengals have turned their season around. They're a tough team. If he gets put in this position again, how is he going to react? And is, is he going to let this get to his head? Like, this is really the first rough patch. This is really the first harsh criticism that he's getting. Last week, you know, there was a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you could defend him. The Brown defense was regarded as the best one in the league at the time. So that was one of the excuses. You know, he lost a lot of his players during that game. So that's another excuse. And then at the end of the day, he got them into the field goal position for the game-winning field goal and, or game-tying field goal. No, game-winning field goal. And the guy missed it. So those are the excuses he had last week. He doesn't have those this week. Let's see how he bounces back against the Bengals. But overall, I think what we should take away from this is Cousins balled out. Cousins balled out. Cousins looked secure in the pocket. Cousins looked comfortable in the pocket. Cousins looked like he belonged. And I'm happy for Cousins. Like that, that he balled out without JJ, uh, with Addison going down for a little bit, with Hawkinson going down. Homie, it didn't matter. He said, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to save our season. I'm going to keep us afloat three and four. A couple more weeks till Jefferson comes back. We'll see if he's able to come back, you know, pretty soon. But at three and four, the Vikings have definitely saved their season. And back-to-back losses for the 49ers. Purdy is on fraud watch, but he's not a fraud yet. Let's let it play out. Let's let it play out. And definitely Bengals versus 49ers this upcoming week is going to be one of the games of the week. Like, I'm very excited to see how that plays out. Giannis gets a three-year, $186 million extension. Shout out to Giannis. Like, $186 million extension, three years. Um, they're the betting favorites to win the to win the NBA Finals. Him and Lillard and the rest of the crew, they're the betting favorites. And, you know, I think rightfully so. Giannis regarded as the top two player at, at worst. I, I, for my money, he's still the best player in the league. So, you know, I see why they're the favorites. Um, do I have them winning it this year? Let's just get to it. Let's get to the predictions. Uh, first, congratulations, Giannis. Like, it's it's good for the Bucks. They have they keep their franchise player. Um, he's not going anywhere. Him and Lillard are going to have the, at least the next three years. Because I think one of them is a player option. At least the next three years together, if no one asks for a trade. Man, that's exciting. That's exciting. Not gonna lie. I love Lillard, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of Antetokounmpo. Uh, so I do think they, they'll win one. And not going to lie, with my predictions, let's just get to it. NBA Final Predictions. I do have the Bucks going up against the Lakers. And unfortunately, as a Laker fan, like... Even making it to the finals, I could see how some people would be like, you're a homer, you're a homer. But I think the Lakers squad is pretty, pretty deep. They have another year working together. I expect big things from Anthony Davis. I think hopefully LeBron can stay healthy this season and they can make it work. But I do have the Bucks cashing in this year. You know, they put they put a lot of money. They put a lot of money into this duo, especially with this extension. Littler's not cheap. But I, I like what the front office is doing. I like how they're, um, you know, the moves that they made to win that first championship paid out. I think this one is going to pay out, too. I think this year is going to pay out. Like, I'm very excited to see how they, like, that pick and roll, Lillard, 
Um, Giannis, I think Giannis, like, let's just get to the award predictions because I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this because I think Giannis is going to cement himself as one of the all-time greats this season. With this extension out of the way, with Lillard as his running mate, as a closer, I think Giannis is going to have a historical season this year. I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Now that Holiday's not there, <clears throat> now that Holiday's not there to take some of that shine, just uh, like if you think about the Suns, um, Beal and KD and Booker, they're all going to be scoring. So they're kind of going to take away um, votes from each other. Like if they do really good, they might take votes away from each other um, in the MVP because they're all going to be scoring like around 20 plus points. I think part of the reason Giannis um, maybe didn't get as much credit defensively, like he still got a lot of credit, but we all know how good of a defender Holiday was. And the rest of the team, Brooke Lopez was, you know, great defender last few years um, defending the, the rim. But now that Holiday is gone, I still think they're going to have a great defensive team. And it's just going to like the the shine and the credit is just going to go more towards Antetokounmpo now that Holiday's gone. So I predict my prediction for this year is that the Bucks will win the NBA finals. Giannis will win another MVP. And he will get another defensive player of the year. I, I do believe he has one already. So he's gonna go for that. He's gonna he's gonna get the MVP. He's gonna get the defensive player of the year. He's gonna go to the finals. And he's gonna win the finals MVP. That's my prediction, dude. I, I love the move for Lillard when they did it. I, I'm loving the extension that they that they did. Get it done before the season starts. Like that's great. Like I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the bugs. As like I said, I'm I've been a Antetokounmpo fan since like NBA 2K 14 or 13 when he was like 68 rated small forward. Like I was, I, I like the kid. I like the kid. I like his storyline. I like how he carries himself. Like he's, he's not a kid. He's 28 years old now. He's, this is his prime. And I do think he's going to be an all-time great. And, you know, Jokic definitely took, um, put a claim as the best player in the world last year. Won the back-to-back MVPs. Won the NBA finals. Like, amazing player but i think this year giannis you know takes the crown back and he doesn't just take it back he snatches it back i think he snatches it back wins the finals against my beloved lakers unfortunately and Lillard litter has a big postseason too he has a big postseason um and you know i think it's gonna be a real fun season i think the biggest biggest threat to the bucks in the east is gonna be the um the celtics and I think we're going to have some dramatic moments because Holiday's there now. Storyline galore is going to be it's gonna be amazing. We're going to hear the sound bites of Holiday talking about how he doesn't want to play anywhere else other than in Milwaukee and how he, he might even retire if he's not there. Like, we're going to have some crazy sound bites. We're going to have some crazy storylines. But I do think, ultimately, Antetokounmpo, Giannis, he's on this path to greatness. He's on this path to, you know, potential GOAT, potential GOAT. So this is this is gonna be a historic season for Giannis, in my opinion. The Bucks are they're pushing all these buttons. They got Lillard. They got the extension done before the season starts. Big stuff, big stuff out of Milwaukee. So that's my prediction. And then for the rest of the for the rest of the awards, like I said, MVP. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo should win that. Uh, like I said, historic season incoming. Brace yourself. We have a historic season incoming by. Um, Giannis and then for rookie of the year I think that's that's a given like like let's not even kid ourselves it's gonna be Wemby 
it's gonna be Wemby by a landslide. Like, have you guys seen the preseason? Like, I already made a video on him. Like, he's coming. He's like, if you guys want to win a chip, hurry up. If you guys want to win a chip, like, I think the Bucks are gonna win this year. Hopefully, the Lakers are still contenders next year. Maybe make one more move to be real top end contenders. Even though I do have them going to the finals this year. If you're the Suns, if you're Luca, like if you're all these, if you're uh, Embiid who needs a chip or like who's still trying to get their first chip, like if you're if you're um, Tatum and Brown <clears throat> and Holiday trying to get another chip, like all these teams. If you're Jimmy Butler and you're like, man, I gotta get a chip, you better hurry up. You better hurry up because Pop, Pop and Wemby are coming. Pop, they're they're here, man. They're here. Like I said, this fool it looks insane. So let's not kid ourselves. Let's not try to be edgy. Let's not try to get a headline. Rookie of the year is gonna be Victor Wemba Yana. And then after that, for six men, or uh, let's do most improved first. For most improved, I have um <coughs> for most improved, I have Jordan Poole. He's gonna they're gonna give him the keys in Washington. He had he already had like some Pretty high scoring games in the preseason. I think they're gonna give him the they're gonna give him the keys to the city. And Jordan Poole has never seen a shot that he didn't like. And he's gonna have some flashy points. He might not be the best percentage. Like he's probably gonna hover around 42, 43%, maybe like 36, 37, three point. And he's just gonna have a high usage rate. His stats are gonna look good. Maybe not the most efficient, but he's gonna get the highlight plays. He's gonna he has a crazy handles. He's going to be over TikTok. He's going to be over Instagram. He's going to be on the reels. He's going to be on the, you know, the the Twitter or X videos. Like, he's going to be on, you know, the highlight of the week, all of that good stuff. They're going to give him the keys to the city. They're going to give him free reign. His usage is going to be high. Most improved player for my money, Jordan Poole. Defensive player of the year, I already said, like I said, I think Giannis is going for defensive player of the year. MVP, Finals MVP. It's gonna be a story gear for, by, for for Giannis. Like I said, brace yourself, brace yourself. Sixth man of the year, I think uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be starting for for the Blazers, so I have him winning six men. And then, and for Coach of the Year, I kind of want to go back to back. Not gonna lie, Mike Brown won unanimously last year. And deservedly be so. He he brought the Kings 48-34. He brought them to the first playoff appearance since 2006. Like, my roommate's from SAC. I have a lot of friends from SAC. And they were, everyone, like the beam, like the beam. It was, it was like a whole, it was like a wave. It took over the NBA for a little bit. It was, it was hype. Not going to lie, it was hype. I was I was excited for Sacramento fans. Um, and they had, you know, a pretty decent series in the, in the NBA um, against, in the NBA first round against the Warriors. They ultimately lost. Then my Lakers took care of the Warriors. And then we lost to the Suns. I mean, to the um, Nuggets. So I think the Kings are going to make some noise this year. And just because of the consistency and the fun offense that they have, I think Mike Brown might just win back to back. Like he might, he might have like a, he might end up like the fourth or five seed and just be in the playoff spot the whole year. And that should, that might be enough for him to go back to back but if it's not him if it's not mike brown um then <clears throat> if it's not mike brown 
if it's not Mike Brown, then I think Eric Spolstra is another candidate. He's won it before, but I think people are like thinking very highly of him after another impressive playoff run with the Heat. And like everyone has fresh in their head that he was doing this with undrafted players. And like it's a meme now. Like um, whenever you see someone like a white guy playing basketball in a, in a in a random video, like they say, oh, Eric Spolstra or the Heat can turn this guy into a 15 plus point scorer in the playoff. It's like a thing now. I think I think all of that good, you know, press and all those memes from from the postseason and just everyone kind of understands the Heat culture and how important Eric Spolstra is to that and how they just keep putting players in and in and they do consistently good. If the Heat are able to finish in the, like a top three, top four seed in the East, I think it's gonna be a Spolstra has a very good chance of winning another coach of the year. So Mike Brown, repeat or Spolstra, you know, gets another one. If I had to pick one, I would say Spolstra. I think Spolstra has another great year. And the Heat, the Heat keep getting disrespected, man. The Heat keep getting disrespected. Like no one, no one really has them in their NBA Finals predictions. Me, me included. But I think Eric Spolstra has another solid year and at the end of the year he'll he'll definitely be there in contention for coach of the year and my bold just to finish it off my bold prediction is that the Kyrie or maybe it's not that bold because you know he hasn't had the most the most amazing track record but I think that Kyrie does not end the season with the with the Mavs I don't know how that affects the Mavs might it might be bad news it might mean Luca is thinking of going somewhere else and I think he ends up with the Lakers, not going to lie. Although, I, personally, I, I don't really I want him with the Lakers. I kind of like the team we have. I think some way, somehow, he's going to sour his things with the Mavs. And I don't know what the trade will be, but he probably ends up with LeBron. And it, LeBron's the only one that can make it work with him. So that's my bold prediction for the NBA season. And we'll just leave it at that. Hey, but are the Ravens? the best team in the NFL after absolutely, absolutely destroying the Lions. Like, the Lions were the talk of the town. Like, they're playing good. They got Jamison Williams getting kind of hot now, catching some deep throws. Goff is low-key an MVP candidate. Like, this, these Lions are different. Like, they're getting so much love, especially this week. And then the Baltimore Ravens just welcomed them in to their stadium, boom, 14-0 at the end of the first, 28-0 going into halftime. At the end of the third quarter, it's 35-0. The Lions still don't have a pulse. They have zero points to end the third quarter. And then, yeah, at the end, they got six points, and the Baltimore Ravens kind of put their foot kind of put their foot off the pedal. Like, this this might be the most impressive victory of the season, not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the – yeah, the Dolphins put up 70 against the Broncos, but the Broncos are trash. Yeah, the Bills beat the Dolphins and, you know, beat them pretty handedly. And that was super impressive, especially after the Dolphins had just put up 70. But now we see that the Dolphins kind of are struggling to beat those winning teams. Like, they lost against the Eagles and probably could have been worse. So, you know, got to take that with the green of salt. Like, the Baltimore Ravens just destroyed the Lions. 
and like I mean destroy them. Like Jared Goff looked like you know the end of his tenure with the Rams. Jared Goff, like the one that McVeigh was trying to get rid of, and th- would throw in like a second or a first just to get rid of him. Like it was bad, man. It was a beatdown. It was a good old fashioned beatdown. Like the Lions looked like tear in the headlights. They could not get anything going. That defense, that Ravens defense was hot and they were playing. And, you know, Lamar Jackson did his thing. As people criticize him, people criticize him for for they criticize the Ravens for trying to make him a pocket passer. He still rushed nine times, got thirty six yards, got a little tutty rushing. But man, twenty one out of twenty seven, three hundred fifty seven yards, three touchdowns through the air. You know, found that connection with Mark Andrews again. Got Mark Andrews two touchdowns on tight end day, on national national tight end day. Found his his main man, Mark Andrews. Um, you know, Say Flowers doing his thing. OBJ getting a little catches underneath, keeping the chains moving. Like the Ravens are looking nice. They just destroyed the Lions. The Lions were the talk of the town. The Lions were, you know, everyone's feel good story. They're they were ready to move the Lions into a feel-good story, you know, potential deep playoff run to, like, hey, are the Detroit Lions Super Bowl bound? Like, dude, the hype was real. And, I mean, not going to lie, like, I was – it was it was good to hear. Like, I personally didn't say that they were going to Super Bowl, and I wasn't really talking about the Lions, to be honest. But it was nice to hear. It was nice to hear. Like, I do, I do enjoy seeing the Lions, you know, doing good. I think the people of Detroit deserve to have a great team, to have a competitive team. But the Baltimore Ravens just beat the living, the living shit out of them, not going to lie. They, they fucked them up. They fucked them up. It's just a good old-fashioned beatdown. Lamar Jackson just told Jared Goff, there's levels to this. Like, hold on there. Like, there's levels to this. There's a reason, you know, I won the MVP. There's a reason. Like, there's levels to this. That's That's the best way I could describe this game. The Baltimore Ravens welcomed the Lions into their stadium and told them, hey, little buddy, there's levels to this. And it was fun to see. It was impressive. We'll see how the Lions bounce back. But are the Ravens the best team in the NFL? Man, they, they're impressive. But I think uh, I think at the end of the day, still goes to Mahomes. Unfortunately, that's not – I know that's not what you wanted to hear for anyone that's listening to this or watching this, but – I think it's the most unfortunately, but props to the Ravens. Props to the Ravens for, you know, like I said, destroying the feel-good Lions. Just destroying the feel-good Lions. They definitely didn't feel good that Sunday, for sure. They humbled them. Humbled them. But I think I think it's good. A little humbling is good. Just look at the Chiefs, which the Lions beat. They humbled them. And now they've won, what, five straight, six straight. So I think at the end of the day, this will be good for the Lions because sometimes you hear too much of – this good stuff, and it gets to your head, and it's good. Let's bring the Lions a little bit back down to earth. Let's see how they bounce back. But super impressive win by the Ravens. For my money, the most impressive win of the season so far. The upset of the week, quickly, the Bills, man. The Bills lose to the Patriots 29-25. Like, what? And Bill Belichick gets a contract extension. Like, this is just a crazy week. Like... Like I said, I just we just talked about the Lions and how they were the feel-good story of the week and how they got pummeled. And the Patriots were the feel-bad story of the week. Like, everybody was talking down on the Patriots. Everybody was like, damn, this is it for Bill Belichick. Like, like the Raiders, you lose to the Raiders. The Raiders just lost to the Bears. 
Like that's how bad the like that's how bad the Raiders are. And the Patriots lost to them last weekend. And they got destroyed by the Saints and they got destroyed by the Cowboys. And it was just not looking good for Bill Belichick. It's it's looking rough. Like as just as much as the Lions going into this last weekend were the feel good story of the NFL, the Patriots were like the feel bad story, the feel bad story. Like like not only is the is the um reign of terror over but they're like in the dirt they're in the gutter and bill belichick is you know two weeks away from getting fired like like they're maybe out of respect and just that he'll make it to the end of the season and people are like it was all brady but belichick was riding brady's coattail like there were so many negative storylines going into this and Kind of justifi- justifiably so. Like, they have been looking atrocious. And the Bills, the Bills were playing pretty good. I mean, not amazing, but they've had some good victories. So, like, like even though they didn't play the best game against the Giants, but and they lost against the Jaguars, but, they, you know, the, the victory against the Dolphins is still, still in the back of our heads, how impressive that was. So, it, it was just, it's insane. I can't put it into words, like. Just as impressed and shocked that was that the Ravens just destroyed the Lions, I couldn't believe that the Patriots were were winning, and then they, and then they lost the lead at the end of the fourth quarter, and I'm like, okay, like that was fun, little upset almost happened, would have been a fun little story. The Bills came back, that's it, and then the Patriots take the lead again, and I was like, what? Like no way, and then you know. Bills couldn't couldn't get it done. Couldn't couldn't come back. I mean, to be fair, they had like what? I think they had like 13 seconds left to to make it happen to score a tutty. It wasn't gonna happen. Um, but yeah, for my money, upset of the year, Patriots beat the Bills. But was that a good thing? Like Bill Belichick got his contract extension, so is this a good thing in the long run? Maybe. Like it's good for the morale of the team, and you know they show in the polls and good divisional win but like the comparison i made or i've been making is especially after seeing Wembyana, different sport but after seeing Wemby in the preseason and like what i think he's gonna do for popovich like people were already you know bringing popovich down their coaching rankings but i think now that he has Wemby as his focal point as his star player he's gonna be able to build that roster around him and actually start stacking wins now i think we're gonna Popovich is gonna remind us how good of a coach he is. He just needed that one player. So I was kind of thinking that Bill Belichick needs his Wemby, and I was thinking if they do terrible this year and he makes it through the season, and Caleb Williams could be his Wemby, you know, he could be his, his savior. He could be his new little toy, his new uh, franchise player that turns the franchise around, and you know, reminds people how good of a coach he is. But like, like some Patriots fans are saying. They don't even know how to tank, right? But nevertheless, upset of the year for my book. Did not see this coming. Brutal week brutal week in the press going into this game. Everybody was down on the Patriots. Everybody was saying Belichick's going to get fired. Might not make it to the end of the season. Time to flip the page. Time to move on. And they get this huge, impressive upset win. And... Not really going to talk about the Bills too much. I think uh, they're pretty much showing that they're not 
top and AFC contenders. It's going to be the Ravens. It's going to be the the Chiefs. Um, we'll see who wins the division. Maybe the Dolphins. But no one really in this division looks like they're going to be. It might just be. It might just come down to the Ravens and the Chiefs. And if the Bengals could ever get it together. But yeah, crazy upset. Shout out Bill Belichick. Contract extension and huge, huge upset. NFL officiating was just terrible this this weekend. Like <laughs> I feel like every weekend is terrible, but this weekend it was just atrocious. The Colts game, um, the Eagles Dolphins game to an extent, and then the terrible, the terrible, terrible placement in the Steelers versus Rams game. Like that's that's tough. That's tough. Like it's it's pretty ridiculous how this happens week in week out. Like. They got to do something about it. Like, the easy fix, like, it's not even that hard. Like, dude, just make him full-time. Make him full-time. Give him, like, some classes. Hold him accountable. Once they're full-time, you could find them. Once they're full-time, like, it, it, they're, you could hold them more accountable. Like, it's like something needs to be done. How, how does the NFL just keep ignoring this? Just keep sim- making them part-time. Like, dude, this is, like, a billion-dollar franchise. Probably more than a billion. I don't know the exact number, but... To not have full-time refs and, like, the number one sport in the U.S. Like, the NFL is king. The NBA is back today. The NBA is back today. And there's a, there's probably a reason they're back on a Tuesday. Like, if you think about it, there's probably articles about this. But off the top of my head, off the dome, the reason they're coming back on a Tuesday is because they know they're, they don't want to come back on a Sunday. They don't want to compete against the NFL. They probably don't want to come on a Saturday because... College game day is, you know, king. They take over all the ratings. And then Monday night football and Thursday night football. So you have Tuesday, you have Wednesday, and then you have um, what else is left? Friday. So Tuesday It's probably why the NBA is coming back. But like I said, the NFL is king. The NFL runs, runs the ratings in the U.S. They have the most fans by a landslide. They have most ticket sales, like all this crazy stuff. Like the NFL is king and for them to not have dedicated full-time officials is just insane. And like, I know, I know it's good and bad, kind of like VAR and football. Like some weeks is going to get you, some weeks is going to get the other team. At the end of the day, at the end of the season, if you look back at it, hopefully it cuts 50-50, but it's just, it's so sad to see this happening. Like the Colts game, Dude, the ball landed like 10 yards out of bounds. Like, my roommate, like I said, he's a Colts fan, so he was so upset. Like, and I couldn't believe it either, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the art of clowning <laughs> and talking shit. So in, in, the, in the heat of the moment, as it happened, I was kind of just telling, I was just kind of antagonizing my roommate and <laughs> kind of messing with him. But obviously, that was a terrible call. That was an atrocious, atrocious call. Like, the ball is landing 10 meters out of the field. Like, even Wemby, 7'5 Wemby, couldn't do a toe, toe drag swag and catch that. Like, there was no way. No one could have caught that. And they caught P.I. And then the illegal touching down the field to save him on, on that turnover, that was terrible, too. Or, like, that was iffy at best. And, like I said, the Rams, the Rams, the feisty Rams, Nakua having a game of another amazing game. 
the feisty Rams. McVay should have had some time out there, but overall this season, he's making the Rams feisty. Like people had the Rams doing terrible this year, being like a just awful team. They've been very competitive. So I know that's a tough, tough loss by the Rams. Who knows? Who knows if they would have, you know, came back and gotten the ball back and done anything with it. But the fact that the game ends right there with the first down and it's a terrible, terrible placement, like insane, insane. And for the Eagles to get no flags on Sunday Night Football, like just off the top of my head, I could talk, I could think about the, um, I believe it was a fourth down or third down play where Tua throws it to the left side of the field and the wide receiver is kind of stopping and trying to come back like to a back shoulder catch. And the Eagles defender like grabs his face mask for like a split second or like a second. No call. No call. Easily could have been a first down. Maybe that changes the game. Overall, I do think <clears throat> overall, I did think the Eagles were the better team and they deserved to win. But zero zero penalties the whole game. And it's just pretty unheard of. Pretty unheard of for that to happen. So something needs to happen. Like I said, NFL's king. NFL's king. It's a money making machine. And if you tie yourself to the NFL, like, you're going to make money. On TikTok, they have all these TikTok shops, people selling sweaters, people selling anything branded by the NFL, probably making hella dough because NFL sells. NFL is king, dude. NFL is king of ratings, king of merch, king of anything. Like, these, these little videos that I make, these little podcasts that I make, the views that I get, it's because the NFL. NFL is king, like I said. And for them to not have dedicated referees... For this billion, billions of billions dollar entity, like it's insane. So we'll see if anything happens. Probably not. Probably the only thing that's going to change is the different referees that come in and out. But at the end of the day, they're probably never going to be full time. And that's going to be the excuse that the NFL will always have. Old reliable. Old reliable excuse. I was just talking about (laughs) old reliable excuses off topic with the homies. Like one of the best, one of the best excuses is to be like, ah, like, let me check in with my girl real quick. Like you get invited somewhere and you don't want to like seem like an asshole or, you know, tell someone no off, off the bat, off, off rip. So you're like, oh, let me check in with my girl see if we're not doing anything. And then I'll, I'll check back with you. And then you come back with them five minutes later and you're like, damn, bro. Like my girl planned something already. So I can't, I'm not free. Like I would, I would have gone, dude. Like, trust me, I would have been there, but you know the missus has something planned old reliable gets you out of any situation for the nfl that's their old reliable you know they're part-time referees what can we do make them full-time that's what you could do but it is what it is these most nfl fans you're just gonna suck it up week in week out and hope we get something better even though we haven't gotten anything better like i'm still thinking about the past interference uh saints against Rams, like, it's not going to change, dude. The refs are always going to be ass, and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Wolves get it done against Bournemouth, 2-1, 2-1. Cunha gets a much-needed goal, gets on the scoreboard, and then I'm not even going to try to pronounce the homie's name. Like, our tall forward, our tall forward comes in and scores the winner. Sasa, let's just call him Sasa. Sasa comes in, scores the winner, Gets us the three points. Um, and don't look now, but we're climbing up the table. Don't look now. Don't look now, but we're 12th with 11 points. 
And let's see, one win. 14 points puts us up to West Ham. If, if everyone above us loses and we win, we go up to ninth. And Brighton at seven has 16, five points ahead of us. So Europa, maybe, hopefully, hopefully. Don't want to jinx it, don't want to jinx it, but maybe, maybe we could potentially uh, climb ourselves out of this hole, out of, you know, last season's hole and the beginning of the season. And, and let's start climbing up. Let's start climbing up. Like I said, uh, Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield, they look like they're going to be down there for a while, dude. Like four points, three points, one point. Like Sheffield, one point out of nine games. I'm sorry, Sheffield, but I'm sending you down to the championship already. It's GG's. You're not coming back from this. Bournemouth three, Burnley four. Uh, I believe Burnley had a very tough start to the season schedule-wise. So we'll see if they're able to turn around. My friend Matt did say Burnley was going to be a great team this season. So, you know, still holding out a little bit of a little bit of fear that Burnley turns around. Bournemouth, huge win by the Wolves to get this dub. Um, they've lost four in a row now. Can they turn it around? Hopefully not. And then, you know, you got Luton Town, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Brantford, and Fulham beneath us. So, you know, building a little bit of a cushion. The way we're playing, not going to lie, I'm starting to just make it a foregone conclusion. My head, I'm allowing my brain to just believe that we're out of the relegation race. Like, this is not going to be one of those seasons. Like, we're going to be a 14 to 7th place team the rest of the way. Like, we're not going any lower than that. I'm, I don't want to upset myself, but that's that's where my brain is going now. After these last four, we're unbeaten in the last four games in the Premier League. So, are we back? Are we all the way back? Maybe. Maybe, but maybe this is a little premature. Maybe uh, well, I'll come back to this video or this podcast two weeks from now and I'll be like, fuck, dude, we're down and and we're, we're down and I'm feeling down and everything's bad. But hopefully not. Let's not. Let's not think negative. I think from what I've seen from the Wolves, I think we've turned it around. I think we've turned it around. I think... Relegation should not be our focal point. I think we're a better team than that. And I like our team. Quality team, not going to lie. If Cunha scoring goals, if Neto keeps balling out, if Juan keeps playing like he's playing, like, why not? Why not? Let's be optimistic. Let's be optimistic. It's like, imaginémonos cosas chingonas. But looking at the schedule, Newcastle's on fire form. Like, they just beat PSG. They just won 4-0 this last weekend. Tough match. If we get a point out of Newcastle, I'm happy. But tough, tough, tough. And then we play Sheffield. Let's get all three points against them. And then we play the leaders, Tottenham. Fulham, that's going to be an emotional game against Raul Jimenez. Then we play Arsenal. Then we play Burnley and Nottingham Forest, West Ham. So Arsenal, Tottenham, Newcastle, tough games. Sheffield, Fulham, Burnley should get some points. If we get an upset against any of this Newcastle, if we get a point out of Newcastle, we're all we're all the, we're all the fucking way back. We're all the fucking way back. If we lose a little bit, I'll keep the same optimism that we're gonna be uh, 14, 15 to to seventh place team this season. If we get absolutely wrecked by Newcastle, 
They're in fire form. They're in fire form. It is what it is. Bounce back against Sheffield. If we get routed by Newcastle and Tottenham, eh, you know, this might have been a little premature. We we might still be in a relegation battle. But from what I've seen, like just Neto balling the fuck out. Huang still doing his thing. Cunha scoring goals now. Think, of, just keep that in mind. Cunha scoring goal now. Our 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 substitute striker Sasa is coming in and scoring goals. That was our main problem last year. Our strikers could not score goals. We have Cunha, Sasa scoring goals. When's the last time two different strikers scored goals for the Wolves? Think about that. When's the last time that happened? Probably a long time ago. So I don't think my optimism optimism is unwarranted. I think there's something there. Our strikers are scoring goals now. Our wingers are having exceptional season. Neto and Huang. Why not? Why not think we're back? Why not think Wolves could be a competitive team the whole rest of the season? Up the mighty Wolves. We beat Bournemouth 2-1. Come back. Down 1-0. We come back. We beat Bournemouth. Up the mighty Wolves. Let's get this done. I, I, this is optimism. This, I'm full of optimism now. After the first few weeks, another relegation battle. I like... It is what it is. We have cool unis. The blue unis are sick. It's going to be a relegation battle the whole season. Up the Mighty Wolves. Hopefully we stay in the Premier League. Now, competitive team, let's shoot for Europa. Hopefully, hopefully this doesn't change in the next coming weeks. But I think Wolves have what it takes to at least have a very interesting match with Newcastle and hopefully get a point. Up the Mighty Wolves, though. Up the Mighty Wolves. But that should do it for this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. If you made it to the end, appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and happy NBA tip-off to everyone. Happy best time of the year for sports fans. Peace. No sudden moves on my goons are stretching, and I'm taxing for the feet on my damn collection.